Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second installment of uh, this week's uh, Lineout podcast. And in this one, we'll be talking about the big one, the series decider between the Lions and Springboks in Cape Town in the third and final test. So it's probably with some degree uh, with a sense of relief that uh, this highly controversial tour draws to a close. But um, if you're like me, I really wanted this to go to a series decider. And it's, it's my hope that finally the, the rugby will get to do the talking tomorrow and uh, less of the off-field antics and media circus that's surrounded this tour. You know, there's still a lot of pride in wearing a Lions jersey and there's huge pride in the box in, in taking on some of the Northern Hemisphere's finest and, and laying down a statement. So hopefully that's going to be what shapes the character of tomorrow's match. But we'll see. Um, looking back to to the first two tests, uh, obviously the interesting analogy is it's all been about the second half. Uh, the side that's looked uh, dominant in the first half has then seemed to go on to implode in the second half. Uh, we saw that in the in the first test. You know, South Africa looked like they had the edge and then imploded dramatically in the second half. Um, not quite as dramatically as the Lions in the second test, but nevertheless, it, the first test obviously went the Lions' way in the second half. And then last weekend, you saw uh, the Lions slightly dominant, albeit not by much in the first half, but then get blown off the park completely in the second half by the box. And, and that was, let's be honest, of the two tests, that was the more convincing win by the Springboks. Uh, they really put the lines to the sword in the second half so yeah it'll be interesting to see um you know will this hold true that whoever's dominant in the first side is in the first half of tomorrow's test is ultimately going to come short uh, come the 40 minute mark and onwards a lot of people have leveled criticism at the Lions last week that uh, especially in the second half they had no semblance whatsoever of, a, of any kind of attacking plan game plan I think that's being a little bit harsh, and I think, you know, if you look at the statistics, it, it actually paints a slightly better picture of that Lions performance than what the scoreboard would suggest. You look at possession, it was it was 50-50, uh, 50% for both sides, admittedly in the second half, uh, it was 64-36 to 36 in the Springboks' favor. But again, um, territory was much the same. 49% for the box, 51 for the Lions. But once again, the second half told the same story. 64% in favor of the box compared to only 36% uh, for the Lions. The tries, obviously, you know, there's the one uh, point you can level that uh, it was the spring box scoring all the tries with two um, and nothing for the Lions. But, you know, again... Uh, there was that disallowed try for, for Henshaw. So, you know, there was some semblance of an attacking plan. It's just the box execution was that much better. Um, the penalty count uh, kind of got away uh, from the spring box, especially in the first half. But, uh, you know, they they got on top of it. And uh, ultimately, as the game wore on, it was the Lions who were getting more frustrated. And the severity of the penalties against them really, really kind of hit home. But, um, yeah, the, the meters made also kind of paints a pretty favorable picture of the, the boxes, the attacking team with 179 to the Lions 105. But, 
again, here's an interesting flip of the switch. Defenders beaten. The Lions were all over the spring box. 15 defenders beaten to only five by the by the box. Uh, clean breaks, two to one in favor of the Lions. Um, gain line carries, 37 to 27 for the box. 37 for the Lions, 27 for the box. Uh, the box were passing the ball around a little bit more than the Lions. Um, but again, come ruck time, they, the Lions were edging the ruck contest by 72 to 70 for the Springboks. So, you know, it wasn't all gloom and doom. Um, you know, I think another telling statistic was uh, defensively, the Lions were pretty good. Uh, you know, they, they made 107 tackles compared to 121 for the box. But of those, the box missed 15 tackles compared to only five for the Lions. So, you know, it wasn't all gloom and doom. One area, obviously, that's been talked about that really let the Lions down was was their, their line-out success rate. Uh, you know, the, the box were considerably better in that department, 83% compared to only 73% success rate for the Lions. You know, if you're not hitting 90% uh, as a bare minimum in a, in a match of this stature, then you've got serious problems. And that 73% for the Lions last weekend, that's ugly. They need to fix that, and they need to fix that fast. And it'll be interesting to see what they've managed to do this week This week to uh, get on top of that. So, you know, and despite Trevor Nayakani monstering the scrums in the second half, you know, the four scrums uh, where the Lions had to put in, they won all four of them. But, uh, you know, the whatever the, it was a, Springbok put in and they had more uh, scrums being able to, to work the penalty count and uh, in their favor and the, the pressure count uh, of their eight scrums, uh, they won seven of them. So, you know, they, they were the more potent force in that department. And then, yeah, one yellow card uh, a piece. Uh, I think Duan van der Merva was lucky not to see two yellow cards and Cheslin Colby, was lucky to not see a red, although I think that uh, the yellow was the right call, as, as marginal and controversial as it may seem. But uh, so th there you have it. You know, it wasn't as bad a picture as everyone made out. So now you come to this weekend, and I think one other thing that has to be got out of the way um, is that pitch. You know, the pitch... The pitch at that Cape Town Stadium was never designed as a rugby pitch. It was designed for the Football World Cup. And it's just simply, it was never built uh, or constructed with a view to having 1,800 kgs of, of, of heavyweight human flesh trying to churn it up in, in scrums. And I think that was very frustrating for both sides. It was frustrating for us as viewers to, to watch the endless stoppages um, and scrums collapsing simply because players couldn't get a decent binding on the ground uh, with their feet. Um, it was just never, I say, it was never made for 1,800 kgs of human flesh going head to head. So that was frustrating to watch, and I, I can't see. I know they've done some some groundwork this week on the pitch, but unfortunately, it'll have been dry for two days before this game. But I I don't see a vast improvement there. So what what will be really interesting to see is if the coaches have adapted their game plan to deal with the pitch, which is is a factor in 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 terms of the game you're trying to play. Um, both sides seem to have seem to be looking for you know less time in things like scrums and more of a running game. But uh, 
that'll be played out. But definitely, you know, the pitch in the first two tests has almost kind of been a, a 16th man at times for both sides. Um, but yeah, not not a not a positive aspect of, of, of the test series. A great shame that the, that both all three of these tests couldn't have been played at the old rugby ground at Newlands. But uh, anyway, it is what it is. So moving straight into the lineups for uh, tomorrow's match. Uh, Steven Kitsoff, Bongi Mbanambi, and Friends Malharba all retain their places. Um, and I think there's that there's sound reasoning, although Mbanambi had a bit of an issue with his with his line out throwing last week, but nothing serious. And you know, he's had a good good series so far. Kitsoff, you know, the old ginger ninja, we all know what he can do. Um, and Friends Malherba both solid. So lots of test experience. They're they're used to working with each other as a unit and they're effective. And if you look at the Lions, I, I think that Bach, both the replacement bench um, and the uh, the starting front three are going to get the better of, of the Lions offering. In the second row, Eben Elizabeth, uh retains his place. Uh, he had a lot of emotion last week. Sometimes they got the better of him, uh, as he's prone to do, as he, he sees red a little bit too often. Sometimes uh, that red mist clouds over and... and Gets in the way of things, but you know he's a valuable player, and he he knows how to to, to get that intensity, work the niggle, um, and just get sides unrattled. And he's very good at that. Lou Diago now slots in uh, after a stellar stellar performance off the bench last week when he came on for the injured Dutois. Um, with Mostert moving uh, out of the second row and into the back row. But yeah, just a huge, huge impact uh, last weekend. So it's great to see him get a, get his starting place. And uh, you know, that, that pairing, that's a solid duo. It, it made life a misery for Wynn Jones and Itoje. And I see no reason to suspect it'll be any different this weekend. In the back row, uh, Sia Khaleesi as captain and on the flank. Wow, what a game he had last week. Uh, you know, everybody's talking about the, the try-saving move on uh, Henshaw's disallowed try. You know, that, that was such a game-breaker. But if you actually watch that match, that was just one of many game-breaking moments that, that Khaleesi produced. He played out of his skin last weekend. I don't know whether some of the media hype had, had really... Ed egged him on, I don't know, or put that fire in his belly that was kind of missing in the first test, but boy, did he ever come back guns blazing. He's pumped up, he's motivated, he led his charge as well, he's such an inspirational force, and, you know, they've got momentum behind them, so expect another huge game from him this weekend. Franco Mustard, as I say, he starts this weekend uh, in the back row after effortlessly sliding across into the back row last week after Detoy's uh, injury. You know, Mostert, again, is, is to me, one of South Africa's most underappreciated players. The, the man is immense. He's equally at home in the back of the second rows. His work rate's off the charts. He's just just a phenomenal player um, and a huge asset to whatever type of game the, the Bucs want to play um, and wherever they want to play it from. Jasper Visa keeps his place at number eight, uh, which is good. I You know, I'm happy to see. I... I was expecting a slightly bigger things from him last weekend than we actually saw, but uh, you know he's still relatively new to this test game, and uh, you know I think he he was respectable last week, if not 
a standout player. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll get a little bit more out of him this weekend. It'll be interesting to see. In the halfbacks, Kobus Rydak comes in for the injured Faf de Klerk. Um, I think it's the right call. Uh, I think uh, Herschel Yankees is is definitely a bench player. He's not a starting. Uh, he's not a starting number nine at this level just yet. Um, that's not to say he's not a good player. I think he's an excellent player. But from what I've seen of him this tour so far, he he's been okay. Uh, but he hasn't blown me away. So right call there to get uh, Rydak in at the start. And Andre Pollard, Andre Pollard, what a huge game he had last weekend, um, especially that second half. He just dominated the, the aerial battles. He, he dictated play. He was – it was just a master, master performance, particularly in the second half. He was hitting his mark and his kicking. His goal kicking was solid. He just – yeah, all-around fabulous game. Um, and look who's look who's his replacement, uh, the venerable Mornay Stain, uh, 36 years old, uh, still going strong. So, you know, this huge experience and competency uh, in what the Springboks are providing in the halfback position tomorrow. Uh, in the centers, Damien Dayende and Lucan Yuam, that has become a world-class center pairing. As most people know, I've, I've always been a little bit skeptical up until probably the World Cup, about Dandy. Um, I thought him a very one-dimensional player whose ball-handling skills left a lot to be desired. Boy, has that ever changed. And the partnership with him and Lucan Yuam, who's such a live wire, such a, such a brilliant reader of the game, strong defensively, strong in attack, the, the two of them are just complementing each other so much. And, you know, Dandy himself has become such a you know, so much more of a dynamic player partnered with someone like Am. So that's that's a killer partnership. Um, and I, you know, Robbie Henshaw for the Lions put in a good shift as he had in in both tests. Um, but yeah, the the box have got the stronger pairing there, no questions asked. And in the back three, Makazoli Mapimpe, man of the match last week, for all the right reasons. Uh, he was the box number one attacking threat last weekend. He was just fantastic. Um, and, you know, the exciting thing about him is he is he's become just as good in defense as he has on attack. But, uh, you know, his footwork, his, his kicking ability, his, uh, you know, kicks from hand uh, on the fly there, just, just quality all around. Um, and I think that, uh, Josh Adams is going to have his hands full to say the least. Uh, Cheslin Colby, very lucky not to see red last week. Like I said, I think it was the right call not to award a red card, but he's, I can't help feeling he's struggling this series to really make his mark. He's, you know, he's not obviously getting the kind of ball that, that, that he needs to, to showcase his talent. So uh, it's that's being a little bit harsh on him to say that he's not having a great tour. He's not having a great tour because the Springboks aren't allowed uh, allowing him to play to his strengths um, by the nature of the game plan that's in place. So, you know, given the fact they seem to be going for a much more attacking game style of, of, of play in, in this match um, with a slightly less forward-heavy bench, Maybe this is this is Colby's chance to first finally see what he can do. I, I certainly hope so. Um, and as I say, it's I'm not being critical of his performance per se. It's more just a 
a fact that he that he hasn't been able to uh, operate in the kind of environment that he likes. So yeah, and then lastly, Willie Larue at fullback. Um, you know, I thought he's been relatively solid, and I thought he was uh, capable, if not flash, in uh, in the second test, and he certainly got the better in the aerial contest over over the line, Stuart Hogg. But under pressure, I think that was one of the reasons he he did so well is that he wasn't really under all that much pressure last weekend. This weekend, I think he will be, uh, given the fact that uh, you know Liam Williams is is a master of of the aerial contest. So, and I find that Larue under pressure tends to go to pieces. So it'll be interesting to see how he holds up in this test. As for the benches, well. The bomb squad, Malcolm Marks, Trevor Nayakani, and Vincent Cock. You know, Marks at hooker. Thought he had a great uh, second half uh, last week, unlike the first test. Back to his best. So, again, expect lots of uh, lots of, lots of impact there when he comes off. Trevor Nayakani, I mean, is this the beast mark too? Uh, what a performance last weekend off the bench. Uh, maybe that's that's the way he likes to play his rugby. He's a he's a he's a second half impact guy. But wow, what an impact! Uh, he was massive last weekend. Um, and yeah, the the Lions are going to struggle with him again if he plays anything close to the kind of performance he put in last weekend. Uh, Vincent Cork, when he came on, good, solid, uh, no questions asked. Marco Van Staten, uh, jury's still out for me. I haven't really seen anything that that makes me think, wow, you know, this is this is. This is this is your man, but um, you know he's solid, he's reliable, uh, he does what's what's needed of him. So, Quagga Smith, I thought he had a great game last last weekend off the bench, and uh, you know where they were able to use him uh, much more in the role that he prefers as a sort of a, a loose wing forward. Um, that's where he excels, not not as a number eight. And they used him that way last weekend, and as a result, uh, his impact was was so much more than in the first test. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of, of Quagga. He's he's an exciting player, and it was great to see him being used properly last weekend. Herschel Yetchis, I've already talked about him. Um, nothing flash. Hasn't probably been the most impressive tour for him in showcasing his, his skills, of which he has many, but, uh, again, gets the job done. We talked about the talking point around uh, Mornay Stain making uh, an appearance off the bench. Um doesn't get much better in terms of test experience than Stain and, and how to cope with things when the chips are down. So be interesting to see if he, uh, when and if he comes on tomorrow and, and what impact he makes. Lastly, Damien Valimsa um, is obviously, I guess they're going to slot him into the fullback position. Um, with with Stain coming on uh, for the fly half um, berth uh, off the bench. Valemsa, I'm sorry, I just ever since he's he's been talked up, talked up, but I just haven't seen anything from him since he's come onto the 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 box uh, the box camp since 2018. He just hasn't stood out, and he hasn't done anything on this tour so far that's made me think, wow, you know, there you go. But we'll see. Uh, he'll be up against Elliot Daly off the bench, um, who also is is a serious, in my opinion, question mark. So maybe tomorrow's his chance to shine too. As for the Lions, uh, that front row, Wyn Jones, uh, I think they they need his skill set um, this weekend. 
um, now that he seems to have got over his his, in, his injury niggles. Um, but Ken Owens, I'm sorry at prop he uh, sorry at hooker he had a shocker uh, last weekend. So I'm surprised to see him get the start. Um, uh, not Luke Cowan-Dickey, but maybe Gatlin knows something we don't. Tad Furlong uh, doesn't need any apologies. He, he's been solid throughout the tour and expect the same again. Um, and the battle between him and Kitsoff is, is always going to be tasty. The second row, I saw it, especially in the second half, they got monstered by South Africa. Uh, Marrow Toje and Ellen Wynne-Jones were not at their best. I think they're going to struggle again this weekend. Um, so, yeah, fingers, fingers crossed for those two. Uh, and Atoje needs to watch his discipline. Um, he, he did some pretty stupid things in the last test, and once again, he was lucky not to see a card. So he needs to tighten up his act a little bit. The back row, uh, you got Courtney Laws, Tom Curry, and Jack Conan, uh, unchanged from last week. Um, I think they did a good job last week, particularly Conan. But I thought Curry and Laws left quite a bit. Uh, they they weren't r- running at full capacity, and I actually thought Curry had a pretty poor game, to be to be honest. And Laws just seemed he just didn't seem to have the energy he had in the first test. So they need a big game from those two tomorrow, uh, especially you know against against the likes of um, Khaleesi and and Moster. In the halfbacks, Ali Price gets the start over Connor Murray. Uh, no surprises there. Um, you know, he brings, he just brings the kind of spark and energy that I think the Lions need. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how he goes up against against Rynock. Uh, Murray is on the bench, um, so it'll be interesting to see when and how they use him. Dan Bigger, I would have thought that Finn Russell would have started um as he's on the bench um and bigger brought in towards the end of the game to calm things down if things are getting away from them i'm very surprised at that call unless they're just going with the the assumption that it's the second half is where you win the game and that's where they're going to bring russell in but uh you know again bigger's been okay but not spectacular this tour so we'll see how that goes uh the center partnership of bundy aki and robbie henshaw um I can see why they're bringing in Aki. I think Chris Harris is a little bit unfortunate. I don't think he had a bad game last weekend, but um, they they need Aki's brute force essentially. I think to to counter some of the Springbok physical threat. I think Henshaw has been playing really well. He was unlucky not to get that try. So look for him to to spark the attack. And plus, he's used to playing alongside Aki. So the two really know each other well. And then maybe just like Lucano um, and um, Dandy, that common knowledge will will play a factor in how the Lions perform tomorrow. In the back three, um, I'm very surprised to see Duane van der Merwe keep his place on the wing. Uh, that tackle against Dutoy last week should have, in my opinion, been a yellow card. And plus his, his mind-bendingly stupid trip tackle on Colby, which did see a yellow card. I mean, I just think emotion's getting to him. Um, you know, he's under a much more of a pressure cooker than a lot of the other players on that pitch. You know, being a South African playing against the, the, the country of your birth, um, 
you know, the, the bucks are going to be winding him up and he's, you can see it's getting to him and, uh, he's all, he's, he's a little bit hot headed and with it, his discipline and his tackle technique tends to go out the window. So he's a huge liability for me. I, 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 I fear that there's a red card coming there tomorrow, but we'll see. I'm sure Gatlin's had a chat with him during the week and said, you know, you got to watch yourself, mate, because yeah, you're a target. Uh, the big talking point, obviously, Josh Adams on the other wing, and everybody saying, well, why hasn't why why is it taken till the third test for us to see him? Uh, you know, if the box are going to be sending the ball skywards all game, then it's a guy like Adams you need. Uh, Watson had, just hasn't been able to handle it. So, yeah, right call there. And also, Adams knows his way to the try line and allied to Finn Russell. That could that could be an exciting partnership. And lastly, Liam Williams at fullback. Again, everybody's surprised that we've only seen him so briefly in the three tests, uh, the two tests to date, with just a 10-minute bench appearance in the first test. So, you know, if it's going to be an aerial battle, uh, my money's on Williams. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, he's the man to watch. And he's got a huge amount of experience in pressure situations like this. Really surprised we haven't seen him till now, but yeah, better better late than never. So there you go. On the benches, uh, Luke Cowan, Dickey, Mako Vonopola, and Kyle Sinclair coming in as bench replacements to, try, to counter the, the bomb squad. Uh, full credit to Luke Cowan, Dickey. I think he's up to the task and probably... The way form is dictated, Vunapola, but uh, Sinclair got got messed around, and again, his discipline kind of went completely out the window. And he's already a disciplinary liability, a bit of a hothead. So, yeah, unfortunately, I think more of the same there tomorrow. Adam Beard comes in. Um, some people said it should have been Ian Ian Henderson. Um, I haven't been a huge fan of of Beard, but I say. He's deserved his place. He he has looked the business, and he's a lot. He's the last year. He's really come of age. Um, so good good luck to him. Um, and then very exciting Sam Simmons. Uh, you know, I expect to see him sooner rather than later in the second half, if not right at the start of the second half, because he is a threat. Um, and I think the contest between him and Quagga Smith, who are really dynamic wing forward type players, that's going to be something to watch tomorrow. And it's certainly going to give, I think, England coach Eddie Jones something to think about. Connor Murray uh, off the bench, uh, well, sorry, on the bench rather for this one um, as the replacement uh, scrum half. Interesting to see how he performs. He's He's been less than brilliant. Let's let's be honest. This tour, um, but maybe he's he's the calm head they need to to right the ship if things are getting away from them in the second half. And then obviously Finn Russell. Like I said, I I would have started Finn Russell, um, but maybe again over bigger. But maybe again, as I say Gatlin's mind is it's all about the second half, and that's where a guy like Russell can weave his magic and make the most impact. And if you win the second half, you win the match. So if, if the form book goes to how the first two tests have played out, yeah, then I can see why Russell's on the bench and bigger is starting. Elliot Daly, um, I have no idea why he's on the bench. Uh, I have no idea really why he's in this match day 23 for such a critical match. He's done nothing that's impressed me in any position he's played. 
probably one of Test Rugby's most overrated players for some strange reason by both Gatland and England coach Eddie Jones. I don't know. Uh, but then I'm not overly impressed with the box uh, Damien Willems either. So maybe it's like for like, I, I don't know. I, I can't. I think there's so many more better choices. Um, I'd even give Louis Rezamet a, a shot. But anyway, what do I know? Uh, strange choice. Strange choice on the bench there. So that's it. Uh, like I say, I hope it's going to be a cracking test match. I hope it's finally going to be the test that we've all waited for and, um, you know, is is finally gives this this questionable tour its its raison d'etre and uh you know is a is a good sign off to a tour that's had more downs than ups so here's a fingers crossed uh for a good game tomorrow like i say it's hard not to see a box win they they've got the upper hand they've got the momentum emotions riding high for them and lots of positive energy not so much in the lions camp and everything to do but uh you know, these these are some of the best players in the Northern Hemisphere, and anything's possible. So let's uh, let's hope for a great game. Let's hope rugby does the talking, and the series ends on all the right notes and the notes that it should have started with and run with throughout the tour. Hoping for a good game. Enjoy it tomorrow. It should it should be epic. It should be exciting. And uh, stay safe, everyone, and enjoy the rugby. <laughs>